I was in the gym the other day, and this, this big, like, old, like, kind of 60s bald walks in. He's like, oh, yo, Tony, you wouldn't believe the guy I had on my podcast the other night. <laughs> he goes, he was, like, the chief of police. And the guy was like, Billy, you got a podcast? He's like, yeah, I got a podcast. It's, it's called the Police Police Connection. <laughs> and it's like he interviews, like, old cops. <laughs> Dude, everyone has a hit its peak. That the bubble is, is incredible. Its peak. Yeah. <laughs> Retired cop. You podcast. need to get out of podcast now. So, uh, here I am doing science. Jerry tells the jokes, Dean sings the songs, and gets the girl. Pizza time. If you guys were the inventors of Facebook, invented Facebook. I just want to take another look at you. Move to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. Thank you for listening to this episode of Loose Concept. Remember to always keep it loose. What? And keep it conceptual? We're doing it like a rival. We're doing it out of order. <laughs> Time is non-linear. We're doing the end we first. We should have done this for Tenet, dude. Frick. We should have done the whole podcast backwards. Just kidding. This is another episode of Loose Concept, the loosest conceptual movie podcast on the internet. My name is Elijah Smith, and joining me tonight, as per usual, the most recurringest recurring guest host in the history of podcasts, ladies and gentlemen, Sean Andrew Mackey on the mic. Sean, welcome back to the program. What's up, dog? I started using co-host on my resume, so... We need to refer to me as a co-host from now on. An official mm. co-host. Got that on the LinkedIn. I think we talked about yeah. Sean's LinkedIn in pretty much every intro. <laughs> so. We were talking about it, about Rudy's here uh, offline. Yeah, that hot content. Yep. If you'd like to link and build with Sean, uh, he's on LinkedIn. Find him there. He's looking, he's looking for new jobs. <laughs> we don't pay him enough at Loose Concept. Yeah, I'm looking for a new podcast to host. <laughs> co-host, he's gonna be a co-host elsewhere. I want to do movie soundtracks. <laughs> Who, the writers of movies, <laughs> yeah, writers of movies, screenwriters. Also joining us from a, dis, a, a nondescript location somewhere in in the northeastern United States of America, or the Maldives. Rudy Rudolph. Yeah, he's deep in the Maldives right now. Yep, deep. Yeah, boys, I'm at seven point five percent volume tonight because. It's 7 o'clock, but I do have neighbors. Although I don't really care about my neighbors because uh, I've told you guys before, the one below me screams uh, in bursts of un-prompted you know, prompted terror. And the <laughs> new neighbors, um, it's a couple, and they started by screaming at each other and yelling fights when I think they were doing drugs deep into oh, the night. Okay. And now nice. they've taken up a real strong marijuana habit. Nice. So that sweet, sweet smell of... <laughs> Skunk cabbage comes floating into the window, but they're probably not Skunk yelling at each other anymore. No, I would. I'm stoked that they started smoking weed because they they start yelling, then I hear, <coughs> and then I smell it, and then I'm like, all right, they're chill now. They're more they're mellow chill now. now. Also joining us, that's right. What you know what it is? We've got a guest guest back on the episode. Well, at this point, we, he's really more like family. He's loose concept family. The graphics guru, the Don Dada of design, the Sheik of Charlotte. He's a web development wizard. You can't spell his name forwards and backwards. You can only spell it forwards. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Jordan. Wait, Jordan, what's your last name? I always forget Jordan. Webb. 
Jordan Webb. What's up, guys? Charlotte. He's Charlotte's Webb. That's right. How's it going? Yeah, Jordan, I'm so hyped to have you back, man, because uh, I feel like you know a lot more about movies than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Welcome welcome back to the program. You're like, I don't know, you're one of the most most recurring guests now. Is that right? You're almost, almost as recurring as Sean. I think it goes... <laughs> I think it goes, um, Sam has been on the most, and then maybe Micah or Levi, and then you, Jordan. Wow, number three in the I don't rankings. know if anyone else is, yeah. this is your third episode. I don't know if any, any uh, other than Levi and Micah and Sam have done three. Yeah, honest. just Sam through MI3, or MI1, yeah, I mean, two, three, and Hunt for the Wilder People. Rudy and okay. uh, Sean and I have do- all done 50, so I think we're the most recurring guests, but after that. <laughs> yeah, 50 episodes. That's impressive. Uh, thank you. Elijah hasn't missed an episode. I haven't missed yeah, one he's yet. The only one. I want to do a solo episode without Elijah, see what happens. I'm planning, planning to take off at some point and just leave Sean and, Sean and Rudy to fend for themselves. <laughs> We'll just send you files. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We just keep uploading raw audio files <laughs> to Dropbox and expect the podcast to just happen. For real, though, it would be nice. It would be nice to have a week off. Maybe just a week off from hosting. I feel like I have to be the lead host every week. It's just draining. I need someone else to step up to the plate here. One of these episodes. No. We'll try. We'll try. No. I've tried passive aggressive uh, suggesting that before, and it's not working. So but you do such a good job. Regular aggressive. <laughs> You're the you're the David Goggins of uh, podcast hosts. David Goggins, you know who that is. I know who David Goggins is, but I don't know why how I'm the David David Goggins of it. Because he just runs every day, and if, even if he's tired, he's like, ah, I got to do it. Uh, that's true. That's me. I'm also the David Goggins of running. See, like right now, I would type, and who is David Goggins? So that's why you'd hear the typing noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, they wouldn't hear the typing because then I have to go in and edit it out. <laughs> no, I'm saying I didn't type. I'm saying that's that's sort of the typing. People don't the people don't know how much typing goes on during this podcast because I always edit it out. But really, if you heard the the raw tracks, all you would hear is. <laughs> I told you I'm not going to type at all. It's that and mouse clicking. <laughs> anyway, welcome uh, back to Loose Concepts, everybody. Thanks for, for tuning in. It's, be, it's been real. Remember to always keep it loose. You got to try this blowhole thing, man. Are we ending? Flash forward again? <laughs> it's like a rival. The ending is in the middle now. <laughs> keep it conceptual. There you go. <laughs> We're just doing the That's whole episode out of order, like this movie. What are we doing next week? <laughs> next week on the podcast. Just kidding. Um, let's actually get this podcast moving. Uh, <laughs> you can like and subscribe and do all that shtick. We're on the social media, at Loose Concept Pod. Um, you can buy a t-shirt. T-shirts and sweatshirts and stuff are still on bonfire.com slash concept and bonfire.com slash concept too. Or if you... Wait, do you hear that? Off in the distance. I hear something in the Coming closer. It's the Loose Concept Pony Express. Boom. Yay. Yay. Every time I I do that, oh, do you hear that? Sean and Rudy look like they don't know what's going on. And we've done this like, I don't know, 35 times now. It's like you're surprised every single time that the loose that the Pony Express is back. No, I'm doing the, I'm I'm pretending to anticipate the Pony Express. I know what's going on. Had me fooled. Anyway. Here's the letter we got on the Loose Concept Pony Express. Comes from a longtime listener. Still not a guest. We're still waiting for uh, Rudy to set it up. But we got an email from Uncle Christian. 
back on the Pony Let's Express. Uncle Christian. It's been a while. We've missed you, Uncle Christian. Where you been? Uh, <laughs> Uncle Christian's right in. The subject line is the big shirt. Dot, dot, dot. Sorry. Short. So this is about our big short episode. Episode. Uh, he listened. 49, I think it was. Oh, yeah. 49. And this, this is all his email says. I can't believe four grown men spent half a show talking about comfort color shirts. <laughs> <laughs> then he just writes, cut it in? Question mark? Cut it in. Maybe he, did, he doesn't understand that cut it in is, is, is our, our, a word we made up on the show for when you cut a scene, cut out, a scene, scene out of scene and you're editing. Maybe he's saying he wants to cut, yeah. it, cut out the uh, part of the episode where we, we uh, uh. investigated the potentiality of them making a big shirt movie. Still think that idea has legs. I don't know if Uncle Christian owns any comfort colors, but I should uh, buy him a buy him a nice uh, long sleeve like this black Ooh. long sleeve from Comfort Colors, extra mm. large. Mm. I'm currently. I, I remember when we got Rudy onto the Comfort Colors. I think that was like episode ten or something. Was it on air? I thought it was on air. No, I don't think so. This was this was off. I think air. it was this it was, was in person. We had an intervention. Had an intervention about the comfort colors. I met three people from church this weekend, though, that all were wearing comfort colors. It's catching on. Did you bond? Yeah. We, well, we became boys. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's like, you also like comfort? I, could, I just looked at the shirt. I was like, wait, is that comfort colors? <laughs> like on a whim, you know? Just like kind of kind of just put myself out there. And sure put enough, it was. Out. Rudy's now starting a podcast <laughs> with them. Yeah. <laughs> we're starting we the big shirt. We should start a, a podcast. <laughs> Just about comfort colors. It probably only lasts a couple episodes, though. You think so? I could talk for at least 50 episodes about comfort colors. I don't know. I mean, at this they, point... They sell hats now. It's, it's getting oversaturated. I may have to switch to a different t-shirt brand. We have to, we have to move on to Gildan or something? Yeah. There's too many uh, too many followers out there. Fruit of the Loom white t-shirts. Anyway, shouts to Uncle Christian for writing into the Loose Concept Pony Express. You too can write into the Loose Concept Pony Express. All you got to do is send an email to looseconceptpod at gmail.com and the loose the Pony Express writer will print it out on his computer and deliver it on horseback to us. <laughs> so, And we are legally obligated to read it on the podcast. But But it's transported using renewable energy, so... That's right. No fossil fuels. That's part One of our uh, environmentally friendly initiative in 2021. Oh, mm-hmm. should we mention to the audience that we're starting uh, digital currency? Yes, loose coin. Concept coin. Concept coin. I like concept coin. Is concept coin better? Well, I think we should make it an NFT. We should make each episode an NFT for sure. I think that's... that's <laughs> yeah. Can I just make myself an NFT? I think that can work. I've heard that. Yeah. On well, the I want YouTube. you guys to start calling me the human <laughs> NFT. The big NFT. Big NFT. It stands for not freaking talking on a podcast. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. This podcast Jordan, how's it going the there? How, how you feeling? No comment? Do what? How you feeling? No comment? No comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> how's it feel to be back on Loose Concept for the third time? <laughs> It was pretty good. This was part of your intro, and I'm putting it in the middle of the episode because we're doing we're the episode doing out of order. I uh, see. Hey, arrival. everybody. Thanks oh, for having worst. me on. Boo. Boo. Come on. You don't like that idea? <laughs> I like this, the five-second joke it was. <laughs> the ten-minute bit it's turning into. I'm not as much of a fan. Rudy's out immediately. It's part of the loose concept ethos is just running with things long after we should have given them up. Um. Okay, let's uh, get into our next segment. 
We're doing a little uh, little Marvel hype check. Okay. That's right. I hear people like Marvel, so we're just doing this to get the numbers up. You know how it is. You know how it be. Mm-hmm. But we got three three more Marvel things coming out. Um, they're part of phase, who knows, phase whatever, 17, phase 300. <laughs> phase 35. Phase who knows. Phase 6.37 of Marvel. First up on the docket, coming out um, June 9th? I think the date is? I don't know. Uh, who cares? June 9th. The, the Loki television show, streaming show. We watched the trailer. <laughs> what are the vibes? We'll start with our esteemed guest, Jordan. Mm. What's the what's your vibes Loki. on the Loki TV show? Are you low-key um, into it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, As he drinks his snapple. It. No, I, I don't think so. I mean, it looks it looks like well produced, but of course they have a massive budget. Um, the Owen Wilson thing, yeah, really tripped me up. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was like, I don't know if he's going for a serious character or if he's really only here for like the star power, but oh, he's there for that check, one hundred percent. He needs to pay off that Malibu mortgage. Gotta get that Marvel money. I'm actually the Marvel money for your Malibu mortgage. That's right. <laughs> Out of the three new series, I'm actually the most into the Loki one. Same. I would I would tend to agree. The only reason I'm not super into this is because Catherine Hahn is not on board for this one. Mm. So unless she's gonna make a guest appearance, <laughs> you're obsessed with Catherine Hahn. <laughs> my my interest in my interest in Marvel at this point is just purely hinges on Catherine Hahn's involvement. What what else is she in? Um. Marvel-wise. I think just that Nothing. one show. <laughs> WandaVision. She's oh, really I haven't seen the rest of WandaVision. Let the gasps start. No, I'm very into this. I think um, Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson are going to play off each other well. I think they're the kind of yeah. duo that is going to bring bring the laughs. Just weird enough. And also, yeah. I think like there's, there's this whole interesting element of um, Loki in different environments, right? And I think I kind of like that. He's got that personality. Yeah. I think it's going to match well with some of the. What does Loki do in a boreal forest? Exactly. What does Loki do in the exactly. alpine forest? What does he do in the rainforest? <laughs> in the desert. Correct. I like that. I like that, Rudy. High Sierras. Oh wait a minute. That's just. Well, let's 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 come phases. up with some sort of like grading system for how interested or or let's say on a scale of. Scale of one to five Iron Mans. How excited are you for <laughs> for Loki? For the Loki TV show. Out of the three, four, four, solid four. I'm gonna go a solid four Iron three Mans. Iron Mans. Three, three Iron Man. I think I'm even less than that. I think I'm at like a two point three Iron Mans. Oh, Rudy. I think I'm four Iron Mans. Nice, Rudy. Yeah. Four Iron four, Man. Four. Let's go. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Next up on the Marvel docket, we gotta keep this train rolling. We gotta keep this train rolling here. I'm, I'm probably gonna play the soundbite before I say it because it'll be like the arrival. Um, <laughs> next up on the Marvel hype docket, we've got um, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings or Seven Rings. I don't know. There's some quantity of rings that there's a legend about. Mm-hmm. What did I say? Here? Oh, are we still talking about Marvel? Yeah, we're still talking about Marvel. Oh, okay. 
we have to rate this one. Did you watch this trailer, Shang Chi? Yeah. The Ten yeah. Rings. Are you into it, Sean? I'm not really into it. <laughs> not into it. Okay. <laughs> I give it two Iron Mans. <laughs> two Iron Mans for Shang Chi. Jordan, did you watch the trailer? I did. How are you feeling about Shang Chi and the Ten, ten Rings? Um, I don't know. I'm up to see some fighting, but maybe two Iron Mans. No, only two Iron Mans. Uh, Rudy, how many Iron Mans for you? Ten rings is way too many rings. We need less rings. I don't know why there have to be so ten many. Ten rings. To That's rule one them for all. every finger. Like, think about how ridiculous he would be. That'd be, that'd be heavy. Yeah. I, I, I give mean, it. I just want to clarify. I think I'm pretty sure it's ten rings, but I don't I think remember specifically rings. the number. Is it the seven? How many rings, rings do you rate? It? Okay, if it's seven rings, I'm gonna. <laughs> if it was, if it's ten rings, I'm gonna give it one point five Iron Mans. If it's seven, one point seven five. Okay, I like that. I like that rating system. Yeah. That's the numbers crunch. Nope, it's 10 rings. <laughs> oh, I just hand looked it up. <laughs> I guess, what's that? 1.7 Iron Mans? We're going to hear all this Iron clicking. Mans. You're looking stuff up. 1.5 Iron Mans for Shang-Chi. Um, I'm actually, of all the Marvel movies, I'm most on board with this one because I love kung fu movies. And really? this is like. Marvel meets a uh, crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think I'm sort like of sort of vibing Ronin. with this one. So I'm gonna give this like a three point eight seven Iron Man. Wow. Nice. Three point eight seven. That's solid. For Shang Chi and the, the Legend <clears throat> of the Ten Rings. I just like saying that rings. title, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um. So yeah, that's that one. Okay. And lastly, on the trio of. Uh, Marvel content that's coming out shortly at some point. Oh, Shang-Chi is coming out September 3rd. Um, and lastly is this new movie called Eternals, which is apparently about some people that are, I don't know. Have powers or something? Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's the Umbrella Academy, but Marvel. It's that show, remember the show it's Heroes? Like- you guys ever watch that show? Mm. The Weirdos. Yeah. Could have all called Weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> had superpowers. Hayden Penitentiary. Yeah. <laughs> This one's coming out November 5th. It's got Angelina Jolie on board. Salma Hayek. Hayek. Selma. I don't know how you say her name. Mm-hmm. Selma Hayek. Hayek. Brian Tyree Henry. Jack Kumail Nanjiani. Kit Harrington and Richard Madden from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, those, that's weird. The, Both of the them goat, are in it. Gotheads. Um, Sean, what, how are you feeling about this one? I feel like it's... I feel like they're trying to re- reboot the Avengers, Avengers, but the cast is just so strange. Yeah, like you have Angelina and Selma from like I feel like they're they've turned to more. Um, I, it's just unfitting for them to be in a superhero. They're movie. past their prime, Sean. Just yeah. say it. Just be. No, I was I was it. gonna say they're in more dramatic action movies that don't. I don't know. Seeing them in like a. Uh, superhero type movie is just strange to me. Takes you out of it. Along with all these other characters who, like, I know, um, you know, Richard Madden and Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones. So it's like, you know, Elijah's favorite theme, uh, Sands and, or Sand and Sandals. Uh, Swords and Sandals. <laughs> sand and Sandals. Sand and my sand. new favorite movie. And I just feel like the whole cast doesn't mesh well because they all have distinct themes that they usually choose for movies or tv shows 
And for them to just be thrown into this Marvel movie, it's almost like they've they've become too famous in their previous roles mm-hmm. to be rebooted as like a Avengers type. Whereas a lot of the Avengers, the original Avengers, were less known, and they were able to kind of morph into this. Where now you see Robert Downing Jr. You think Sorry, Iron Man? This is like such a long answer. Sorry. Yeah, you're out. The answer so is you're how out. many Iron Mans are you giving this movie? That's a little heated. <laughs> Uh, one. One Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, or 2.5 rings. <laughs> so I have a theory about going back to Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, we're going this, back in time. Are they tying it in with Sonic the Hedgehog? Because doesn't he pick up rings? Yes. Maybe he's picking oh, up the rings. Oh, yeah. I think he's in that movie. Is he in the extended universe? I think so. It's all Marvel, baby. <laughs> it's all Marvel. <laughs> Jeff Bezos is going to buy Marvel and then... Sorry, you can just cut out my whole answer until I get to one Iron Man 2.5 rings, if you want. <laughs> well, Sean, I, th- I would think you would be all in them. This is being directed by Chloe Zhao, who directed Nomadland, which was like the Oscars darling movie just this year. It. I would think you would be all over yet. this, you know? It's like Marvel, but artsy. Mm. Maybe I'll learn. I'll, I'll regret that He'll learn to love statement, it. and I'll learn to love it. What do you guys think? I mean, this is like a half an Iron Man. For me. <laughs> like You're stupid. trying to sell it to me. <laughs> yeah, this looks like garbage. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's gonna bomb. Jordan, how many? Are you into this? Mm, not really. I mean, I, I don't keep up with any of them until it's like snowballed into Avengers Endgame, and then I go watch that. <laughs> so gotcha. into the big snowball. I don't know. I just don't stay on top of this stuff. It's too much to keep up with. It's, re- it's really great when you have four non-Marvel people just sitting around talking about if they're yeah. hyped for a Marvel movie. I didn't know why we did two, three trailers about it. I was like, okay, oh, I'll I just, just thought, send this to Jordan. <laughs> I just thought we'd have, have a little check-in, see if maybe anyone's turning turning around is, is in on Marvel now. I, don't I know. honestly would probably say I'm most interested in Loki, even though I didn't give it that... <laughs> I have a rating. Yeah, would you only give it like a half an Iron Man? <laughs> I think I give it three. You might want to make a PSA before this to skip over this if you like Marvel. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> if you like Marvel, definitely listen to this segment. Marvel alert. You, well, it works with the rest of the episode because we do the PSA after the. the yeah, we right. start talking about We're going to do a spoiler alert after we talk about this whole movie. Yeah. Rudy. What uh, what ring to Iron Man ratio are you giving it? Yeah, I'm the same. I'm like way out, 0.5. Way out. Okay. Way out, 0.5. Yeah. The internet was very on board with this. They're very into this. This. That's one. how you I'll know it's you gonna suck. Just, <laughs> yeah. The internet's always raw. There's gonna be a bunch of people who pretend like it's really good, and but like at the end of the day, people are just gonna be like, yeah, that movie was garbage. Captain Marvel. Yeah. After up. they spend thirteen dollars. Should I read some tweets from the Loose Concept Twitter account just to like give give some bolst like you know a little extra exposure here? Yeah, do it. This was a good tweet. I I tweeted announced Nick Cage casting in Knives Out Two challenge. <laughs> Ryan Johnson at Ryan Johnson. <laughs> you know he saw that. Um, I hope he did. They're putting like every literally every single other actor in the world in <laughs> Knives Out. Why can't they put Nick Cage in it? Yeah, give the man a chat. He belongs in that movie. Crank, give him a. Just give him a shot. <laughs> he won't disappoint you. Wanted to do a little, uh, little, 
what you've been watching this week segment. This week I just watched Greenland with Gerard Butler. Oh, was it good? Oh, yeah, that's such an Elijah movie. What is this movie? Basically, <laughs> there's Trump a comic coming by a country that's gonna blow up the entire world. This this oh. same con- same comet that killed the dinosaurs. And uh, he had the only place that's safe is this bunker in Greenland. So mm-hmm. Gerard Butler has to get his family to the bunker. And you know what Jerry B does? He gets his family to the bunker. That's right. That's <laughs> yes. Right. And they die anyway. That's right. He's a baller. <laughs> but then they die. Well, and then they die. Anyway. Yeah. I'm glad you heard that they survive and we wake up and the world is a isolated <laughs> hellhole, hellscape that they have to <laughs> live through. That's what I never get about those movies. It's like, who who wants to survive the nuclear holocaust when you wake up and it's just like, (laughs) you can't go outside. You live in Mad Max. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm glad you watched something good, Elijah, because I watched The Whole Nine Yards movie from the, uh, I want to say it's the 90s, with uh, uh, Michael Perry and my boy... Matthew Perry. (laughs) Michael Perry, (laughs) Matthew Perry. (laughs) Really, who cares? Because he sucks, okay? He is... (laughs) <laughs> he is terrible and i know like there's a lot of friends people out there he should have just stayed on the set of friends because he's playing against bruce willis and bruce willis is just obviously the man and uh obviously you know even in a crappy movie bruce willis shines but um oh and also was that guy from uh oh, shoot shawshank is it shawshank redemption no the, the Green Mile. The guy from The Green Mile. Who's that guy with a really deep mm-hmm. voice? Duncan something. Seymour R. Duncan. Duncan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who passed away. Seymour Duncan. I don't know. Yeah, Seymour R. Duncan R. makes guitar pickups, I think. He was awesome, but the movie sucked. But it wasn't a good movie. No, it sucked. Okay. So, you, what are you watching, Sean? I'm watching the final season of Homeland, which... Michael Clark Duncan oh. was the guy from The Green Mile. Thanks so oh, much. Cool. He is not in Homeland. <laughs> Um, Sorry, which Sean, could be the best season of Homeland, potentially. What's that about again? It's about the CIA. You would like it, Rudy. Got to check it out. It's pretty good. There, there are eight seasons, and it's it's pretty good. Eight seasons. Ugh. You can, yeah, I'm not, I'm not watching anything for eight seasons. Okay. <laughs> Well, something else I'm watching is Mayor of Easttown, which had me, a You could tell me Jesus directed the show, and I wouldn't be episodes. watching eight seasons of it. I love when Sean's just like, he's like, I'm not going to put up a fight about this. I don't care if you agree with me. It's just like, okay, <laughs> like whatever. I'll watch this sick <laughs> show. Right. Well, this other thing that I'm watching that Letter you hate. <laughs> oh, Sean, I was supposed to tell you, in Mayor of Easttown, there's a scene with a bridge. Someone throws a bike off a bridge, right? Yes. Okay, so that bridge, that's one of my dad's projects with work. He's in charge of something. He's doing something oh, with what? that bridge for work, designing that bridge. I don't know. He's That's awesome. They did mention the Lehigh River. I was like, shout out to my Lehigh Valley bros. Shout out. Yeah. Real bros yeah, of Lehigh like, Valley. And girls. Right? <laughs> well, that's, that's a reason to watch the show. I mean, you got to admire your dad's work. Mm-hmm. His handiwork? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, could be, it could be a character in this show, honestly. <laughs> The bridge, really? Yeah, lots of bridge content. I'll t- have to tell him to watch it. Yeah, we just saw he. We just saw it. Uh, they ran the trailer of it before we started watching Greenland the other night. He and I, and uh, it came up, and he's like, "I work on that bridge." There you go. That's watch wild. it. It's a limited series, seven episodes. You'll be done with it in a weekend. Wash your hands of it. It's, a, it's a way better than eight seasons. Can we get going here. <laughs> 
I'm ready to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're gonna have to leave. Yeah, let's get in, let's get into our uh, feature film of the week. Welcome back to another episode of Loose Concept, <laughs> the loosest conceptual movie podcast on the internet. Uh, this week, the movie that we will be discussing is 2016's Arrival. Oh, come on. You got to be a little more dramatic than that. Arrival. Arrival. You can't really say arrival no, that dramatically. Give, give it a little oomph, a little drama. Arrival. There we go. Arrival. Arrival. There are days that define your story beyond your life, like the day they arrived. Colonel? Pack your bags. Language is the first weapon drawn in a conflict. It's quite a greeting. Yeah, well, he wrote it. You are on the top. Have everyone's list when it comes to translations. Priority one. What do they want? Where are they from? Not everyone is wired for what you're about to do. So what do they look like? You'll see soon enough. Every 18 hours, the door opens up. That's where we go in. This movie, in a world where there's in a lima bean aliens. <laughs> this movie is in a world where a little Amy too Adams close to home. We'll get into that a little, a little bit later. But in before a world we where aliens draw pictures. <laughs> in a world where aliens speak through their pee. <laughs> <laughs> in a world where Amy Adams interprets small. Hieroglyphics. Uh, the little synopsis on IMDb says a linguist works with the military to communicate with alien life forms after 12 mysterious spacecraft appear around the world. Stars Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, and Forrest Whitaker, and then no, literally nobody else. Mm-hmm. They just total randos yeah, the rest of the way. Completely. It was directed by Denny Villeneuve, who is notably directing Dune. So, yes. shouts to him. He also directed Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. And Sicario. And, uh, Sicario, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's one of, uh, I wouldn't say he's a loose concept. We we all like Denny here, yeah, right? Yeah. We're he's Denny a, fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. a friend of the of the pod. He's friend of the show, Denny Villeneuve. Wait, hold on a second, though. So, I'm sorry, Elijah. You're saying Denny. I thought oh. it was like a short. It, it is Dennis Villeneuve, right? No, it's Denny. No, it's, it's Denny. No, it's Denny. He's like, he's Denis French Denny Villeneuve. That pisses me off. No, I hate Dennis Villanueva. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> screw that guy. No, I'm just kidding. Gosh, don't be such an American, Rudy. Get a little culture for crying yeah. out loud. Sirsha, stop eating all your hamburgers and French fries. Uh, <laughs> freedom fries. Did you say? Did you say Sirsha? Sirsha. Sirsha. Sick of all these freaking. Don't you mean Suarez? All these freaking. Name. Suarez Ronan. <laughs> Suarez Ronan. I really like your little one in this movie. Suarez that might be my recast. And Ema Watson. Um, All right, we're done. Yeah, let's get this back on track. Jordan, <laughs> why did you 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 pick this movie to come on and talk? Come on, loose concept and discuss. Why did you pick uh, Arrival of all the movies out there in the world? Um, I don't know. I really loved this movie when I first saw it. I've seen it probably three or four times at this point um 
I really love Denis Villeneuve as a director. Um, yeah, it's it's perfect blend for me of science fiction, drama, and like human psychology. Mm. Mm. Deep, yep. very deep. Yep. Boom. Be honest, you just picked it because you were thinking about aliens after that sixty minutes special, Ooh. right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do think I do think this is like the most realistic alien movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if we were going to actually talk to aliens. Oh, yeah. I hope so. I would hope so. What it be like. Was this anybody's first time watching it? No. No, I saw this bad boy in theaters, baby. Nice. Ooh, nice. Rudy, have you seen it before? Yep, yep. I've seen it in the theater. And your, your dad saw it, right? What did he think about yeah, it? Yeah, my dad hates this movie. Okay. <laughs> um, we'll get into the fact that I love it and think it's awesome. But he uh, okay. he said, and I quote, is that the movie with the... St- the aliens that are in the stupid box by themselves with nothing else, and they just write to each other. And I was like, yeah, it is. I think so. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the movie. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That really is the movie, and it's just like, if you like that, then you like this movie. But if you don't like that, you're no, probably No, I, I don't like think this that's movie. this. Like, this movie's got so much going no. on. Like, all the different dynamics playing. Intrigue. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, suspense. Intellectual like, interest. This is a very suspenseful movie. It's mostly aliens in a box writing letters to <laughs> yeah. each other. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're it's, right. It's, it's a form of Romeo and Juliet. Jordan, what was the best part about the movie? It, just the blend? That blend of the, the, the different genres that you like? Yeah, I think so. And, I mean, the soundtrack was mm. awesome. Mm. I had the soundtrack as well. It sounds like it was like actually written by aliens. Yeah. Which is great. That first one when they're like the first time they show the the spaceship and there's like some weird violin thing oh, playing yeah. in the background. Oh, that yeah. song is incredible. It's um Johan Johansson that wrote the score. And I was listening, I was actually listening to another podcast with him. Um, He was just talking about how he wrote most of these songs, and it was like... Wait, there's there's other podcasts? This is the only podcast, Jordan. (laughs) Well, there's only one other one, and it was this one with (laughs) Yolanda Johansson. I do talk about recorded one episode. But he was, he was talking about how he, like, basically recorded instruments into a tape machine then lowered their pitch, then recorded them again, then played them back at a higher pitch. Like incredible. All this crazy stuff just to get these very like spacious sounds. Yeah. It sounded it like the Bon Iver of world. soundtrack dudes. But, yep. <laughs> mm. Love Johan. Also rest in peace. Yep. Great name, Johan Johansson. I love when people have the same like parts in their first name and last yeah. great. Interpreted as That's John. That's how you Johnson. know you're going to be set for success. Rudy Rudolph. Yeah. I wish my name was Smith Smith. <laughs> Smithy Smitty. Smith. Smitty Smith. Smith Smith. What was um, your favorite thing, Elijah? Best. Well, I, I did have soundtrack down there as one okay. of my favorite things mm-hmm. about it. Other than that, um, my dude, the 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 goat of of just being himself, Forrest Whitaker, oh. is perfect in this movie he's perfect as being a guy who's just like 
I'm so sick of this. I just want to get this stupid <laughs> ordeal over with. Like, let's just wrap this up. Let me just do my paperwork and be done. Like, he's so checked out, and I love it. He's great. Just so, like, get me to the... Shouts to Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Rudy? Rudy? I think the best part of this movie is the whole, like, plot with the time travel. Um, the time travel, or, like, oh, just yeah. the scene to the future th- theme. You know, it's a very hard game to play, and I think they just played it really well. And that, to me, like, I, I talked about how this is such a suspenseful movie, um, you know, to the time where, you, you know, they don't show the aliens right oh, away. They... You guys, do you guys hear that? It, it's coming closer. <laughs> it's the loose concept Pony Express. Wait, my eyeballs, they rolled out of my head. I got to find them. <laughs> <laughs> um... You just said you like the time travel aspect. Sorry, I'm trying to give give that experience to you a little bit here. Sheesh, just trying to be considerate. It doesn't uh, ring the same. Crying out loud. Um, but I was talking about the suspense. Like they don't show you people are so right away, and like there's all this like build up until the point of when you actually mm. see the aliens first. And at yeah. the very end of the movie, where there's that phone call with the Chinese diplomat, and she's trying to remember Ooh, yeah. the future. Or she she gets his phone number and hears the last words of his dying wife. That that scene is like you're really on the edge of your seat and uh, just so well shot. And yeah, even on the together. rewatch, it's sort of like, oh yeah, how does she? Remember? Yep, oh. exactly. Mm. It's one of the I love the theme of the movie, which you know I I interpret it as that famous quote: "If you knew everything that's going to happen, would you change anything?" Mm-hmm. And just kind of a reflection on life. And how life kind of happens to you and how you kind of roll with the punches and pick yourself back up. Resiliency, perseverance, mm-hmm. kind of endurance through pain of losing her daughter, um, but still wanting to have that experience of having a daughter. Because if she didn't have a daughter, she wouldn't have all those um, beautiful times. Um, but it's one of those science fiction movies, which I feel like is so well written um, that you can come back to it and find something new about it. Yeah. Um, whereas a lot of science fiction movies, you may come back to it to show someone else, but it's not really, you know, you don't really just, I don't normally just, oh, I need to watch Aliens, or um, Prometheus is one that I would probably Speak go back to. Speak for yourself, to, Sean. I think what really <laughs> yeah, lends to... I always to... want to watch Aliens. <laughs> the the best part for me is what seems like the good on onset chemistry of Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner, um, mm-hmm. where interesting they for the most of the movie are having kind of this fight between art and science of of language and and mm-hmm. math, um, and then towards the end you can kind of feel that, and I think the score the soundtrack really helps bring that. Um, storyline together but mm-hmm. shout outs to them well what do you think was the worst part then what's the worst I currently have nothing down for the worst um, we found it the perfect movie I think would, would, would you say you're at a loss for words taking us 50 episodes I think I'm at a loss for <laughs> words do you guys get that joke yeah that pun mm-hmm. I didn't hear it what was it it was it? just Sorry. really good it just, you'll listen to it on the, re- on the re-listen <laughs> Yeah. I'll listen to it when I edit the podcast. <laughs> You'll laugh that time. I'll like cut cut one of my laughs out from earlier in the episode and put it in at that part. 
Please actually do that. I'll put it in at the end of the episode since it'll be like uh, you know time travelly. Yeah. Ooh, words. Um, I have done that before on episodes, cut and pasted laughs, <laughs> mostly just to my jokes. When I make jokes and you guys don't laugh, I I'll cut it <laughs> cut one of your laughs from elsewhere and put it in there. One of my laughs? Yeah. That's hilarious. So, or just like random people's laughs, like the <laughs> I'm rocks. I'm gonna laugh laughs. now about that. <laughs> I might start doing that. That's actually a better idea. Rudy, what did you think the worst part yeah, was? Well, was um, I had thing? a worst part for this movie, unlike Sean. Yes. Uh, to me, the worst part was the whole divorce uh, arc yeah. between uh, Renner and Amy Adams. Uh, this movie is like, this is a love story, right? Like, you got the love story of the mother loving the daughter enough to bring her into the world. The love know. story of me loving aliens. The love story of me <laughs> loving aliens and the love story of, you know, the scientist and the linguist. And I think that, like the tragedy comes with the death of the daughter like why does there have to it's really like ends on a sad note where like you have to have usher in this also like this divorce like it kind of it could have been like a beautiful picture of like life is worth living no matter how little of it you get so you don't like that there was divorce in the movie you don't like that there was anything having to do with the real world in this movie <laughs> There's, i don't know i like movies that end on like an upswing like this is like I don't know what the upswing was here. The upswing is, it's like Sean was saying, it's better to have loved and lost than to never have lost it all. Or, I mean, loved it all. <laughs> I know, but you learned that with the death of the daughter, like, at least, whatever. Whatever. Um, well, I was trying to think of a worse part that, like, would sound serious, but I didn't really have one. It's just sort of, like, rainy the whole time. I could use a few more scenes with sunshine. Yeah, it was dark. So. I didn't Maybe like that. Maybe some more sunshine. I have a little trivia about that later. Ew, trivia. Setting. Why save it for, for later? Why not hit it, with, hit it with us right now? Hit, it, hit us with it right now. Right now? Hit it with us. Right this Hit moment. it with us. <laughs> hit that trivia with us. So, um, the reason why he had it be so um, overcast was uh, Denise said he wanted it to be dirty sci-fi. Um where he worked with a cinematographer to make it feel, in quotes, this was happening on a bad Tuesday morning. Like when you were a kid on the school bus mm. on a rainy day and you dream while looking out the window at the clouds. Mm. So yeah. that's that's why I wanted mm. the fog rolling in and for it to be so gray um, at all. Well, I was homeschooled, so I don't know what that's like. That's probably why I didn't like this. <laughs> no. Anyway, I thought it was cool. It is cool. They they were At saying I was watching cool some too. something on the cinematography. They were saying they always have like the humans in the dark screen, dark scenes, and then the aliens are in like the light because the aliens are enlightened and the humans are in darkness. Oh, mm. I like that too. Jordan, what do you think? What the worst part was? I don't know. I'm always like, I get a little tired of the whole like military stick of like yeah. you can't do anything because weapons because we don't know what's going to happen so yeah. we're not going to trust you anything you say yeah i actually had that down as one of one of my notes where it's like that that guy who's on the podcast who's like saying we need a show of force like people no one would actually say that like if an alien landed yeah. no one would actually be saying like yeah let's blow it up like, <laughs> right. even the military wouldn't be like yeah we gotta blast this thing like that's yeah that to yeah. me yeah. Is Alex Jones would be like, that guy's my friend <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it just felt a little like stereotypical. It doesn't really add anything to the movie either. If you cut that out, the right, like yeah, I think there's scene. enough suspense you between take out, them and the aliens. Yeah, you, you could take out that whole arc of like them blowing up the, like of those two like psychos 
two neo-Nazis blowing up the uh, mm-hmm. alien thing, and I feel like it was... Well, I think... Or were they just dudes who, who had explosives? They yeah. were just dudes, but you know what I mean. Like, I was just, <laughs> just wondering. I don't know. Just dudes. Hitler hated aliens. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, Jordan. What, what was the rest of your worst? No, that was it. Yeah. It's also really slow. I feel you like thought it was slow, Elijah. Well, yeah, we'll get in. This is my cut of scene out of scene. I think every scene in this movie is like two minutes too long. It, it's just like, <laughs> like really slow. It, it like takes a while to get to the point. Like there's like it takes them literally like 15 minutes just to get up that tunnel into the room with the aliens. It's like we get it. There's a tunnel and the gravity changes suspense. in the tunnel. We get it. We don't have to keep. You don't have to belabor the point. <laughs> they don't have the elevator technology yeah. that we have. If only okay. they would have cut one second from every scene. Right. They probably could have gotten it down into uh, no. an hour and a half, the perfect length <laughs> for a movie. It's only two hours long, so I would like to see that. Not much. But I was thinking, like I was, I was like thinking about the pace, and I was like, man, it's a long movie, but right away they take you like the daughter dies yeah. immediately, yeah. and then the aliens arrive immediately, and they're like, right into it. Before you know it, they're going I, um, up into the alien. But it didn't feel like. Yeah, I read out. a little bit of the the short story, and literally within the first page, mm. it's like. The daughter dies, and the aliens are there. And okay. she's talking to the military. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So that's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I read the short story, too, today, actually, because it was yeah. pretty short. What did you think? <laughs> it was two pages. <laughs> short stories are short. I thought the... um. Well, I just didn't want to brag. Like, yeah, I read the whole book today. I read the book the movie yeah. was based on. I read, read day, the book. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I thought the movie was better. You know, there was... I think it was interesting how closely, like, the, the short story is incredible and, like, how someone thought of this and, like, the research he must have done into language yeah. and the study of, you know, the phonetics, whatever, is incredible. But, um, like, it was too much in the weeds and the movie, I think, did a crazy good job of, like, articulating kind of everything cutting that the, fat, the author yeah. wrote. Yeah, it was, you know, a beautiful pairing. Well, they said one of the, the key differences between the short... I didn't read the short story, but they were saying that the screenplayer... Oh, the screenwriter decided that, like, the the short story was too deterministic, where it's like she only had one, you know, outcome that she could possibly live her life one way, whereas in the oh. movie they give her this choice of whether she wants to have the child, even though she knows that the, the child is inevitably going to die. Like they they incorporated more elements of free choice into it rather than like yeah. you're just a person on rails. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was my like deep trying to be like Sean. <laughs> I liked whatever. it. I'm just not not good at that. I'll yeah. just stick to making comments about you know Jeremy Renner's hair. <laughs> he should have he should have worn the wraparounds from Avengers in this is what he should have done. But like <laughs> one scene. Come on, that's my Addisine. The the other change is that. Jeremy Renner's character was named Gary in the book. <laughs> yeah, Gary. You're going to change the name to Ian because Ian's just like more Jeremy yeah. Renner, I guess, which I think is a mistake, which I'm going to talk about and well, recast. You know, now that we're talking about it, Ian is, I was thinking this, that's a terrible name to change the name. Like, ha- That's like one of the harder names for an alien to understand. None of the letters there make sense. That's like one of the, mo- <laughs> one of the most difficult names. Ian. Yeah, it's just a Ian. sound. Ian. Like Gary is a good name because... It makes sense phonetically. Like, if you were trying to teach an alien a name, it'd be way easier to teach them to say Gary yeah. than to teach them to say Ian. Gary? Same with Louise. It's like they set in the two mm. the people with the two hardest names. It should have had just, yeah. like, Bob and Sue. Sent them in. Bob, Bob the, ling- the scientist and, and Sue the linguist. <laughs> exactly. 
If I'm Forrest Whitaker yeah. in charge of this operation, I'm only talking to linguists with simple names. <laughs> well, if you want your kids to talk to aliens, you better name them easy to understand names as That's well. Right. Mm. Great point, Sean. Great ahead. point. Like Sean. That's why I'm, why I'm going to have a son named John Smith. <laughs> well, Sean's a tough name, too, because it's sort of like scene. My cut a scene at a scene. I didn't give it to my ad, other than Jeremy Jeremy Renner's sunglasses. Oh, sorry. I... No, it was pretty much just Jeremy Renner's sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting it down to a, to an hour and a half, and then the scenes where Jeremy Renner is outside, he's wearing his wraparounds from Avengers. All right, go ahead, Sean. <laughs> sorry. Five nice. Iron Mans for Jeremy Renner's sunglasses. <laughs> Five. <laughs> why, does, why is an offer called at six? Um... Every time you say that, I picture like little Iron Man helmets. <laughs> Just line up. Bing, 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 bing. Them are like three and a half. Am I allowed to go now? Sure. Okay. Um, cut a scene, <laughs> add a scene. Sean, I, you're, this is your podcast. You're allowed to do whatever you want. Yeah, I forgot it's my podcast. Um, uh, so, cut, I agree that the bomb, like conspiracy theory, mini pop, plot line is not the best. Just because I feel like, how are. These people, number one, having TV, you're in like tents with sat phones, like, I don't know. So I'm cutting that out because I felt like it was a little, like Jordan said, um, stereotypical. But I'm going to add in, um, number one, you know, the CIA agent Halpern, I guess. I don't even know if his name is, is stated. Um, but he's kind of the liaison yeah. between Langley and what's going on on the ground. I feel like he's a little bit too, like, soccer dadish. Like, he's not threatening to me. Um, mm. And I'll get to that later in my recast. But I want a more sinister plot line with him where maybe he's conspiring with another government or, like, a rogue kind of off-government source and he kind of because I think you need to have that that conflict between somebody disrupts the the um, work that that Louise and Ian are doing with the aliens because that's what you know in that plot line that's how it would work. I've got so it. I don't want to. I've got the solution. Rewrite it. He's he's one of the lizard people, and they're working counter counterintuitive to the aliens, that, or he's I just like another race of alien. Yeah. That got here on Earth first. Sort of like, where like, did that age? Where did that agent come from? <laughs> oh, like yeah. he was already here. Exactly. Oh. He's a he's a different race of an alien. No, I hate that he's, idea. He's an antagonistic to I the squid, that. ink aliens, whatever they're, they're called, the pod dudes, and they're he's tr- actively trying to work so they don't get the language. Genius. Yeah. Or he's working with you Russia. Know, you have my number, Hollywood. <sighs> What's great about this movie is that, like, a lot of movies try to put, like, you know, the conflict. But, like, the fact of trying to figure... Like, aliens invading, that's a lot of conflict. And then, like, trying to learn their language, like, that's a lot of conflict. And I feel like, like, by putting those two together and not bogging it down with all these other, like, side conflicts, like, that's why I thought the explosion was stupid. Because it's like, you don't need that. I think... I do think the interacting with the other governments was interesting. But... You know the whole, you know, having anybody else interfere with their like trying to decipher the language. Like it's already impossible to do that. Like we don't need anybody yeah. else trying to make it harder. Jordan, your turn. Jordan, would you to like do to do a go? little cutting? What are you um, cutting? Cutting out and adding in. My 
cut scene would be would be the bomb plot um, as well and then adding a scene I think it would be cool to see like on a more personal level some of the other government officials that are trying to like discover who the aliens are that have landed in their country um, yeah instead of cool. just like general like world government actually kind of zooming in on individual people but i guess they don't mm-hmm. have that much time given the length i was of thinking the that or see some like other aliens see if there's aliens with like long hair or aliens with like yeah. painted fingernails mm-hmm. <laughs> or do all the aliens look nice the same the octopus octopuses are all uh they rise up <laughs> some wearing shoes yeah how would they write that well, let's roll right in to recast a roll. Wait, 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 wait! wait. Didn't I didn't cut a scene. Yeah, I know we're doing recast a roll. We'll, we'll go. We'll go back in time to that. Uh, I, see, I don't know now. I don't know if you really forgot. I think you're good at covering yourself. Um, I'm cutting. I hated that bomb explosion scene. I'm cutting the, uh, but I'm cutting the scene where she like goes into that like little mini pod. And then like fl- like goes into the weird flowy thing, and then her hair's all oh, flowy, yeah. and she's all like Ooh, white, like that. pale, and like it was like it wasn't connected <laughs> to anything. I think it, like it was important because it kind of gave the read like it was basically. I think the director was like, okay, we got to figure out how to explain what the aliens are like, what their purpose is, mm-hmm. but we can't do it like one letter at a time. So we got to just have some subtitles here, and they do the subtitles, and it's like, oh, in a three thousand years, you're gonna help us. So we're oh, gonna were there subtitles during that scene? Mm-hmm. They didn't yeah, pop up yeah. while I was watching. So it. like, what the heck? Oh really? No, I just thought she was just like <laughs> talking out loud to these like symbols. I think they, but they gave her the sub. They like, gave her the link. They didn't the put language. the alien subtitles up there. No, I didn't get the subtitles for when the aliens are talking. That's you missed the whole movie, try... dude. That's weird. I should have like actually downloaded it from like a, a legitimate like movie site and not just <laughs> streamed it from some from ghetto ghetto site I think it's on, on Prime. Internet. <laughs> it's it's not on Prime. Um, but anyway, if you buy it, get it for free. No, I think it was for free on Prime. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> I think um, you need to have that explanation. But here's how I want to do it. Um, I want her to be on her deathbed. Mm. Okay, but I, but she's actually three thousand years old because. <laughs> She was able to see into the future uh, and prevent what? every single ailment or malady from affecting her. <laughs> so she lives to 3,000 years oh, old, and the king alien comes <laughs> back. Okay? Why is it a king? And he's like, now I'm... we need you. And he's like a big, gigantic guy or something. <laughs> and then they take her to their planet, and you get a glimpse, and then that's the Ooh, end of the movie. I like that. What does their planet look like? Is it even... That's um, so it's very hairy. dumb. Is it even <laughs> round? It's upside. It's like the upside down. Like you, you go inside the planet. So it's like a King Kong. It's like <laughs> you go inside. The they're not actually aliens at all. They're words. just from the in, inner Earth. Yes, yeah, so that's way that, more really. dumb than my idea of having the CIA guy actually be a different alien. <laughs> no, I think it's equally dumb. Equally as whatever. dumb. Recast the role, Rudy. We'll start with you since you ended it. What role do you want to recast here? Okay, so before I read the book, I wanted to recast the. Uh, uh, the guy, Agent Halpern, who we were talking about, the lizard yeah. guy, kind of looks like a knockoff Joaquin Phoenix when you look at his IMDb page. I was going to recast him as somebody. Um, but what I really want to do is after reading the book, they talk about this guy, Gary, the Gary. love interest. Um, he's got dark hair, blue eyes. And uh, I want to put, take out Jeremy Renner, and I want to put in uh, the, 
the good old boy, Mr. John John Wick himself. <laughs> Keanu. I want to put Keanu. Keanu. <laughs> I want to put Keanu as a scientist. I feel like he's more like mysterious, and I feel like he's more like an alien. <laughs> and I think that uh, in my alternate movie where they don't get divorced, he's like a really solid rock while the daughter dies and he stands by. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say Keanu would like one thousand percent be the person, the dude who's like, it's better to have loved and lost than never have loved <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah, exactly. Right? Doesn't that make more sense? Like, if yeah. he's there to like explain that, With some long hair. However, on the flip side, Jeremy Renner is totally the type of dude to just ditch his wife if he knew that she knew her, their child was gonna die. It's like, peace. That's so Jeremy. It's a great yeah. casting there. Word, I dig it. Jordan, what do you got? I'm going to replace Jeremy Renner with Benedict Cumberbatch. Again, close to alien status. Mm. And also, <laughs> yes. he's got the math mind. Like I could also see game. him leaving leaving his yeah. wife for a really stupid yeah. reason. He ha- he has that sort of just like sleazebag face. So I, I can see that. <laughs> you yeah. might remember, um, you're not going to remember his name, Mandy Patinkin, who mm. is... Inigo Montoya. Is he mm. in this movie? No, I'm replacing, uh, sorry, uh, Michael Stolberg, which is a- Agent Halpern. Um, oh, mm. the CIA agent. And making Man- Mandy uh, P- Patinkin um, kind of more of that sinister mm-hmm. um, CIA agent. Lizard dude. Well, in my world, he's not a lizard. Um, he's, just, he's just a sinister <laughs> character. you you're just saying that because you've been watching Homeland, right? Yes. You just looked it up. <laughs> no, I, I know he's in. I knew he was okay. in Homeland. He saw. I was putting putting the pieces together. <laughs> oh yeah. Recency bias. Okay. Are you guys ready for just a, a master class in uh, movie casting here? Yes. Mm-hmm. What this movie needs. The problem is the stars in this movie. They're just like blah. It's like you know a piece of paper. It's like having a, a block of wood star in a movie. Amy <laughs> Adams and Jeremy Renner. They're good in other stuff, but in this, it's just like. You know, I, someone said they had chemistry. They definitely don't have chemistry. This is there's ter- that's just like the most boring thing. We need some need a little more lightning, a little more fire. We got to catch a little something here. So what I'm doing is I want to put two actors that actually have off-screen romance. They're going in this role. J Lo and Ben Affleck, wow. the reunion on screen. <laughs> what? Oh, boom. Wow. That would ruin <laughs> this movie. Boom, right there. That would definitely ruin this movie. I wouldn't even go and see that. Maybe Some other considerations were uh, were uh, Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt get them back together for this one, or I was no also way. thinking Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz. Any of those options, choose hmm. them. They would all have more chemistry than the two, you know, pieces of you know, whatever dudes that are just in this movie. Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner just vibing. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking a lot about like the Amy Adams casting, and I was thinking that like you know she was such a she was so like dull and blah the whole movie right yeah. the whole way through, but I think that was kind of on, yeah, on purpose because they were like trying to hide the fact that they were trying to hide the fact that like the death of her daughter came after all of this happened. Right. Like you you wouldn't really get that with her personality. Well, I was gonna it seems say as this. if yeah. she's like sad because of that. I was going to save this for miscellaneous questions because I just didn't understand why she is just like so depressed at the beginning of the movie then. It doesn't really make sense. She she was just a downer to begin with. So her whole life she was just a a total bummer to be around and then she meets the aliens and all of a sudden she's like happy. 
I mean, we meet her, they immediately, she's starting at her class, and they immediately find out about the alien, so. No, but she's, like, talking to her mom, and she's like, oh, you know how I am. Yeah, maybe she dealt with some depression. She's talking to Forrest Whitaker, it's like, people have mental health stuff. Okay, yeah, now you're trying to make me sound like the bad guy. <laughs> you're, you have a great job, and you make tons of money, and you live in a sweet house on a lake. Rough deal. Yeah, yeah that house that is house, nice. though, the beginning. Well, actually, in the beginning of the movie, do we see the ha- like? Do we see her in the house when she's in the scene, like, at, like before? She you know just what I'm saying? Like, it makes sense. No, yeah, she's in the lake, I think. But was that like before? She's at the lake. Like, did she do that before she went to class or something, or was that after? Well, the remember when the helicopter? Make, it makes sense. She made all the money from the book sales, right? Because she made that book and she became mm. famous. Well, that mm. was she at the lake when the helicopter came, or she went back in time and gambled on the Super Bowl? That yes, happened. Tampa mm. winning the yeah. Super she was Bowl. she was at the lake house when the helicopter came, Sean. You're right. I don't know. I don't know where she has Whatever. that money. I think th- I feel like this she might be Jordan's last time on the podcast. I feel like he's sitting there just judging us for being idiots. <laughs> morons. No. Um, my other thought for the recast was to just take Jeremy Renner all out of it, no romance whatsoever, and just put Catherine Hahn in the main role. <laughs> She'd be great. Elijah loves his Catherine Hahn. Any other trivia? That would not make any sense. Yeah, let's let's get into miscellaneous uh, thoughts and questions. Rudy, you say you got something? Yeah, so uh, in the movie, Jeremy Renner uh, charmingly names the two aliens Abbott and uh-huh. Costello. Yeah. Uh, in the book, they had less charming names of Flapper and Raspberry. <laughs> Flapper and Raspberry. <laughs> Which is, yeah. You kind of see why the director's made a change there. I thought the inside joke with that was um, way better than their names in the book. Flapper yeah. and Raspberry. Yeah. I was trying to think of like duo. Like if you were, if it wasn't Abbott and Costello, what would you name the two guys? Well, I was watching um, I was watching this behind the scenes video of Jeremy Renner talking to the it was like while they're filming and you can just like hear little pieces of conversation and Jeremy Renner is throwing out Ben and Jerry, which is a like a way better idea than Abbott ben and Costello. Ben and Jerry would be great. Cuz not as many people yes. know Abbott and Costello. Should have listened to yes. Jeremy. Denis. Yeah, I was thinking Batman Denis. and Robin maybe. That'd be like mm. more uh ubiquitous, but yeah. I would love it in that Abbott and Costello scene where he's like, I was thinking Abbott and Costello, and she looks at him and she's like, who is that? Yeah, <laughs> like she doesn't even know. That would tie into the who's on first thing too, right? Oh. That's, Casey, that's Casey the Bat. Is that Abbott and Costello? Yeah, right? Who's on yeah. first? What's on who's second? On yep. That's them. Yeah. What, what year do you think this is set? 2016. 2021. Three year it actually happens. 3,000. Yeah. The year it's yeah. going to happen. Well, I thought it was interesting. The Chinese um, general had like an old phone. It's a secure satchel. Yeah, but it was truck. made of gold. Yeah, true. <laughs> I'm not it making like gold a iPhones. Ikea, but it was gold. Yeah. <laughs> it's made made of gold. pure gold. If you want it's a gold phone, gold. you're getting a Nokia, yeah, Bitcoin, one of those brick phones. Of... Just a solid <laughs> brick. Um, um, go ahead, Elijah. You can tell that it's you can tell it's not 2021 because they're calling the aliens UFOs still, and everyone knows mm. aliens are not UFOs; they're UAPs, unidentified mm. aerial phenomena. Aerial phenomena. Oh. Yeah, that w- which brings me perfectly to my point of like, do you think the aliens that are out there now in our timeline, do you yes. think they're exposed to our content that we put out there? Like, do they get to see this movie <laughs> and Independence Ooh. Day and Alien versus Predator and like? put them all together and can say like okay 
this is the way we need to approach the humans because otherwise they're going to freak out. Or do you think <laughs> they're just like, they don't, they don't watch that. They've seen all this stuff where a gigantic flying saucer just hovers over a city or whatever, and they're like, yeah, yeah that's not the way to do it. That's not the move. <laughs> Let's go to the middle, middle of a field. We'll just hover above the surface. And make some circles in the grass, and then we'll leave. Would you guys yeah. learn this language if you could, to be able to see into the future? I think it would nah. be impossible to learn. <laughs> I think it's all crap. It's all I mean, she wrote a book about it. Yeah. I, but I don't think she would ever learn it in real life. Like, that's it's just so obscure. Yeah, in like a month. You know, I was thinking uh, how sucky it was for like the Chinese, where their like pod was like hovering over the ocean. So all their scientists yeah. had to be on like a boat for a <laughs> I month. I thought too. They <laughs> had to go the ship. They can't just crew, let's just roll out there in a pit in an F one fifty. They gotta like take an aircraft carrier with a forklift on it and be like. <laughs> <laughs> the my another thought yeah. I had is just like a, a an example of how you know just just big government bloatedness bureaucracy. Forrest Whitaker <laughs> has the time and funds to just be flying around asking people about Sanskrit words at the beginning. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just the call classic. that linguist on the phone. You don't need to fly your helicopter <laughs> yeah. there and then fly it back and then fly to Montana. <laughs> right. <laughs> A lot of air miles. A lot of yeah, miles. Yeah, that's true. It's just like call him now and ask him that question. <laughs> What channel do we think her mom was watching at the beginning of the show when she's like, don't listen to those people, <laughs> they're idiots? Definitely <laughs> Fox News. I mean, that's too was obvious. Was it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. She's a professor in a Western college. Like, yeah. Her mom's just like back home did watching Tucker. Did yep. you guys know the reason why the aliens came to Earth to teach us the, the language? Because we have to help them in 3,000 years. Yes. Is that what they say? Elijah didn't know. He didn't see the subtitle. Yeah, I didn't see the subtitle. I missed that part. <laughs> oh, okay. That's. I don't really get how I thought that, they were just like some friendly aliens. They're like, here, like, you want some plans to build a car? Here you go. This is how you do it. <laughs> so wait, but here, let me get this straight. Like, build a Tesla. Do they, are they, are they giving us the, because they use the, the term weapon or gift. Are they giving it to us to then use that to help them? Because don't they also have the ability to see into the future? Like how, like how does them giving it to us help them? Or are they like giving us a gift and expecting something in return? Like we're gonna come back and take all your water, <laughs> like all the other aliens. <laughs> we're gonna give That's one person on Earth. We're gonna give one person on Earth the ability to see her daughter die in the future, and in exchange for that, we're gonna take all your water. Uh, all of your water. We're just gonna suck up all your water. <laughs> this is fair trade. I guess it's supposed to be that they're giving us the gift of being able to see into the future. Knowing that they'll be attacked without being able to defend themselves or need backup, I guess. I don't know. They need our help at some point, and the only way we can help them is through... Because wouldn't that kickstart like all the research and technological advancement, knowing that we're going to have to reach a point to help them in the future? They're Perhaps. probably attacked in the future because they're rolling around giving everybody the ability to see into the future <laughs> and changing stuff. They're like, hey guys, like, you want maybe this if you didn't give out your tight stuff to everybody, then this wouldn't happen to you. <laughs> you got to promise you won't attack. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good movie. Well, I thoroughly enjoy it. 
Anybody's top 20? Yeah, definitely top 20 for me. Yeah, I need, oh, wow. we need to revisit the top 20 after, after a oh, year. Oh, Jordan, in. we should have had you do your top 20. We didn't even ask you. Do you I have it? I don't know if I can list them off right now, but I'd be happy to be on like a yeah. mega podcast right. with people and do top 20s. Next time you're on, we're having you do your top 20. Your top 20. Okay. The T20. Well, we appreciate you coming on. It's always it's always great hearing from you. Thanks for uh, for joining. Of course. Um, did we want to talk about the the sixty minutes aliens? Did we already talk about that? I don't remember. I don't think we really talked about it. They're definitely not these same types of aliens. That's the problem. Like any alien movie, once we actually see like if there's actual real aliens, every alien movie is just going to seem really dumb because the aliens <laughs> will be nothing like the actual aliens. What do you think they're going to be like? So you got to think there's not they're not making a lot of alien movies in Hollywood fear right now. Of, fear yeah, of they're just cranking them out knowing obsolete. that the content's going to be gone later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I don't know what aliens are. I feel like they're going to look more like us than than we think. You think they're real? I mean, this came out in 2016, that incident with uh, Commander Fravor or whatever. That was like back in 2004 or something, right? So they yeah. had that information on file of what the alien like. They should have made this a gigantic Tic Tac <laughs> ship rather than a, you know, lima bean, lima bean. half a chili bean, <laughs> half a chili bean. <laughs> yeah, this uh, did make me more amped for Dune, though. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. When's that coming out again? Next next Christmas or something. Oh my <laughs> gosh. This fall. A few years. A few years away. Who knows. I do. I really like the like organic sci-fi, you know, where it's not the like everything's yeah. ultra high tech. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like present day. It feels a lot it's more like natural. a big rock. <laughs> it's a rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then just... it disappears, which is sick. It's it's kind of like a one of those like old classic cars that guys take and they like beef up with a big suspension, <laughs> it's like a big engine. <laughs> it's like it looks like a rock, <laughs> but it's sick. Yeah, I think this is sort of like, I don't know, I do think this is one of the most like realistic alien movies. It's yeah. not just like, you know, this seems more on, line, on par with what might actually happen, but who knows? I don't think they'd figure out how yeah. to talk to the aliens. It's not like, like Flight of the Navigator. So, yeah. Right. All right, well, next week on the podcast, we're going to be talking about... Oh, we're getting back into our Mission Impossible series. We got Sam coming back on, and we're going to do Mission okay. Impossible Ro- Gross Protocol. Gro- ghost Protocol? Is it Rogue ghost Nation, Nation or Ghost Protocol? <laughs> ghost Protocol Nation. Gross, gross, gross Domestic protocol. protocol. Gross Domestic Protocol, protocol Nation. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> the one in Dubai. Whatever Mission Impossible 4 is, that's the one we're talking about next week, so... Be sure to check that out. Um, yeah. Shouts to Jordan for coming back on. Thanks, Thank Jordan. you for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Start thinking about what episode, what movie you want to come on for the next time. Sounds good. Um, this is Loose Concept, the loosest conceptual movie podcast on the internet. My name is Elijah Smith. I knew it was coming. Uh, I had to run it one more time. Just kidding. Thank you for listening. Remember to always... Keep Keep it it loose. And keep it conceptual. You got a Travis Blowhole thing, man. This whale dude is giving me a brain freeze. I'll have what she's having. Hasta la vista, baby. Oh, you poor sad multi-millionaire. I feel so sorry for you. I was right. I think I liked you better when you were drunk.
No, my ears are fine. We definitely have an out-of-tune player. You are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. Farewell. <laughs>